The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. You're listening to The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. The Democrat Party is dead. It's log buried, actually, for at least the last 15 years, but I would argue closer to 20. The old Democratic coalition of unionists, working class Americans, and fuzzy-headed academics has now been taken over entirely by the fuzzy-headed academics. Why? Because the union guys, the blue-collar guys and gals, they figured out what was going on, and they didn't only say no, they said hell no. They figured out that they were being played and used to put these people in that had never held a job in their life outside of politics, looking at you, Joe Biden, and no, your your stint as a lifeguard facing down corn pop doesn't count. That was a summer job. We're talking about real jobs here. And these people were voting for things that were inimical to the interests of their electorate. So the union guys and the blue-collar guys and gals, when Donald Trump came along, bam, MAGA. Why? Because traditional Democrats loved America. Traditional Democrats used to say, I might disagree with what I ha- you have to say, but I will defend with my life your right to say it. We used to say that politics stopped at water's edge and we'd go out locked arm in arm, go out together as Americans into the world. That's not true anymore. What is true is that Democrats and Republicans are locked arm in arm going out into the world to wage endless wars that cost the blood of our sons and daughters and our national treasure, but that enrich the politicians that go out into the world to commit endless war. And the Democrat Party itself has been hijacked by communists. These people are Marxists to their core. And remember, Marxism has a cultural component. It's not simply an economic theory. You don't need to implement economic Marxism to have a Marxist government. And that's what we have now. We have a Marxist totalitarian government. We have jackbooted thugs in each of the executive departments. I mean, for crying out loud, the EPA has more firearms practically than the United States Marine Corps. And it's not a far exaggeration. I was told just the other day that after 9-11, the Army had to accept ammunition from federal agencies, executive agencies, other departments, because DOD didn't have enough ammunition. And so other agencies rushed over some ammo and magazines so that the soldiers standing post at the gatehouse would be able to fend off any potential attack. Think about that for a moment. Our civilian agencies have more ammunition than our Department of Defense in certain instances. That should scare everyone. One of the reasons why this was done beginning with Obama was, of course, to take ammunition off the market so citizens couldn't buy it. It was a a backdoor way at limiting our Second Amendment rights. Oh, you can have all the guns you want. 
Good luck getting some ammunition, they said. They took banking services away from gun shops. It was called Operation Choke Point here in New York. And the end result is a diminution of our God-given rights. can't say this more emphatically than I already have. Our rights don't come from the government. The Constitution does not protect our rights. I mean, does not grant us our rights. It protects our rights, protects our God-given rights from encroachment by the government. If you don't think this is the reason why we have a Bill of Rights, just look at the Third Amendment. You cannot quarter soldiers in civilian homes absent certain exigent circumstances and procedures that have to be followed. You can't just commandeer someone's vehicles. You can't just commandeer their home or their their barn or their livestock, as was done by the English in colonial America. Used to be that Democrats loved the Bill of Rights. Today, Democrats seem to love violating it, love trashing it. Fourth Amendment rights out the window. Eighth Amendment rights out the window. Your right to a speedy trial, out the window if you went to a protest. The right to not suffer cruel and unusual punishment, out the window. Excessive fines or bail, out the window. There literally is not a single right protected by the Bill of Rights that hasn't been trashed by today's Democrats. And it's only going to get worse from here. When we say that this is the most important election of our lifetime, it truly is. This might be a tipping point. 2024 is either going to go down in history is the year that the American experiment failed or the year that it pulled back from the precipice and once again became a constitutional republic. I'm Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning. For all the latest community events, rallies, marches, festivals, and fundraisers happening near you, then visit the What's On events calendar on the TNT website. Stay in touch on today's news talk, TNT. The latest headlines waiting for you. I follow the news pretty much throughout the day. Today's news talk radio, TNT. In the latest blow to America's heralded transition to electric vehicles, EVs, car rental company on Thursday, Hertz, announced that it had begun selling off 20,000 EVs, or one-third of its electric fleet, with the goal of replacing them with, you guessed it, good old-fashioned gas-powered cars. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. Greta is not amused, I'm sure. I can see her face right now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Hertz. This is actually one of the, the more uh, popular, well-known uh, car rental companies here in the good old U.S. of A., uh, and so they made a decision, uh, which they had to file uh, with the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, which they did so today, January 11th. Uh, they announced that they will take uh, they're going to make about 250 million dollars worth for, by offloading the EVs and that they will, quote, reinvest a portion of the proceeds from the sale of EVs into the purchase of internal combustion engine ICE vehicles to meet customer demand, end quote. 
What? You mean customers aren't demanding crappy cars that get them nowhere and they don't know how to charge? Uh, yeah, in a as filing Hertz stated, quote, the company expects this action to better balance supply against expected demand of EVs. This will position the company to eliminate a disproportionate number of lower margin rentals and reduce damage expense associated with EVs, end quote. In short, far fewer customers than expected chose to rent the electronic vehicles, electric vehicles, sorry, and the repair costs for EVs were significantly higher than expected. This action highlights two, sorry, uh, it highlights two major problems with the EVs. First, Americans who need them for driving longer distances worry about how and where they can recharge them and how long that process will take. This concern is heightened for those who rent cars on family trips to parks or other remote locations and fear that they might be stranded if the battery runs out. The second concern is, of course, the aforementioned higher cost of the repairs if the EV batteries become damaged. And because of the higher cost associated with the repair and the fact that even minor damage to EV batteries can cause insurers to total the entire vehicle, insurance rates for EVs are often significantly higher than those for gasoline-powered cars and trucks. Uh, a recent study by Consumer Reports back in April of 2023 found that, quote, insurance companies are more likely to declare an EV a total loss after a crash. And that has to do with the cost of replacing a battery that's been damaged or compromised, which can be about half the cost of the vehicle, end quote. The study cites the example of a Chevrolet Bolt EV, which costs $78 more per year to insure than a Hyundai's hybrid Ionic Blue and a Tesla Model 3 Long Range, which costs $470 more per year to insure than the comparable gas-powered Audi A4 2.0T premium. On the other hand, uh, quote, there are a few EVs that could actually save you money in terms of insurance. This is according to the report. Quoting here, a Nissan Leaf, for example, costs $35 less per year to insure than a Toyota Prius, end quote. Alrighty then. A report from the insurance company Progressive states that part of the reason that EVs cost more to insure is simply that they're more expensive to buy and more expensive to replace. You get the idea. But for car rental companies such as Hertz, all of this means that losing money, they're losing money, not only from the higher cost of repairs, but also from the longer time that EVs are out of the rental fleet, not generating revenue. Uh, apparently, their decision uh, to downsize its EV fleet coincides with a retrenchment taking place among uh, car makers and dealers. Uh, just in December of last year, more than 3,000 car dealers issued a joint petition to the Biden administration asking for an end to the pressure on the industry to transition its fleets to EVs. The dealers wrote, quote, today, the supply of unsold battery electric vehicles is surging as they are not selling nearly as fast as they are arriving at our dealerships. Even with deep price cuts, cuts manufacturer incentives and generous government incentives. Mr. President, it is time to tap the brakes on the unrealistic government electric vehicle mandate, end quote. So this just proves a point, Timothy, that none of this was inspired by an actual consumer demand, which is usually how things work in a capitalist structured society. Rather, this was all due to government 
mandates, and uh, those mandates appear to be falling flat on their face, thankfully. But what do you think? Exactly. And this is why we can't have a centralized planned economy, because the morons doing the planning have no clue about the marketplace, about consumer demand. They have this notion, this, you know, these are dweebs whose mommies told them that they were so special all along the way. Many of them checked boxes to elevate to heights to which their abilities would never have propelled them. And they sit in overpaid armchairs behind desks in DC and they make policy about things which they have absolutely no understanding or knowledge. I'm a big gadget guy. I love new technology. I love new gadgets. And an electric vehicle is a fun toy. But that's all it is. It's a toy. It is never, ever, ever going to be the dominant transportation solution. It can't be. If you look at its cost, the cost is far more than we even realize, Adam. Because if you look at the cost per mile, it's about 20 to 25 times more expensive than an internal combustion engine all in. And the idea that we need to run everything on electricity because of the environment. Well, guess where the electricity comes from? I saw a great meme the other day. It was a picture of a coal train. And if people haven't seen a coal train, they're typically a mile or more long. So it's just open hopper cars filled to the overflowing with coal. And this was a train. And all you could see were coal-laden hopper cars off into the distance. You couldn't even see the end of the train. And it said, a green energy train on the way to an electric station, an electric power plant. Because that's what it is. All these people thinking that they're saving the environment by using an electric car. All they're doing is pushing the pollution someplace else. They won't let us have nuclear, which is the most efficient form of energy. And nuclear has got some problems. I think that it's a great solution. But now, given all the Muslim terrorists in the world, I don't think that we should have nuclear either because I don't want to take the risk of them getting any nuclear material. We've also seen their ability to screw up every possible situation, both at Three Mile Island down in Pennsylvania and also at Fukushima in, to in outside Tokyo, which is still leaking radiation into the ocean after over 10 years. So our energy solution is simple. What are called fossil fuels aren't. They're not made by fossils. These are naturally produced substances within geological processes in the earth. We have more of them here in the United States than all of the Middle East combined. But Democrats don't want us to tap into our natural resources. Why is that? They want us to go with something expensive that doesn't work, that's going to limit you to within just a few miles of the city in which you live. Why is that? Because it's all about control, Adam. That's all these people care about is control.
100%. This is a perfect example of big government telling plebes what they can or cannot do, all to benefit them and their friends, because there's also a bit of a wealth transfer that took place with all of this garbage. Now, isn't there? How convenient. Oh, there sure is. They probably, and the politicians pushing this probably own stocks in all those companies. Just saying, oh. You're, you're, you're not implying that there's any self-dealing going on in our Congress, are you, Adam? I would never. Nope. <laughs> Thanks for another great story. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT, today's news talk. Rick Munn on TNT Radio. There was a, a statement that I saw last week that I thought was quite interesting from one of these uh, web spokespeople, the World Economic Forum spokesperson. And one thing that she said that I thought was quite interesting was she said, you know, um, there has been a little bit of a tail off with people buying into the vaccine narrative. And she blamed that on people like us spreading so-called misinformation. She said that climate change was a little bit too much of an abstract concept for people to really grab and get their heads around. So that's not really taking off the way they want to either. And then she said something very interesting. She said, you know what? When the water crisis comes, people will understand that because it's simple and everybody needs water. And if you don't have water for a few days at a time, you'll know all about it. So maybe, you know, we're hypothesizing a little bit about what's, what it's going to take to grab people and bring them back on board again with a World Economic Forum type narrative. Could this be what it is? Locked and loaded with Rick Munn on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. God's truth is enduringly true throughout all the generations. It transcends culture. The church is always going to be an embattled people. If it's swimming with the tide, it's not being the church of Jesus Christ. Look to the past, learn from the past because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. China has more than 200 confirmed cases of coronavirus, it's called. The entire state of California ordered to stay at home. That's 40 California million. has some of the strictest policies leveled against churches. Gavin Newsom's executive order threatens jail time and a $1,000 a day fine. Government that stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. When I went into the White House, when I sat in on the task force meetings, was a shocking level of gross incompetence. The mortality rate from the virus was 0.2%, near 99.8% survival, rather than the 3 or 4% mortality that the, the people were saying at the time. The culture and the understanding of the people of Grace Church has always been, not only do you obey government, but you honor government. Thousands of people in the streets, but you can't have church. The hypocrisy of letting people riot it helped us all understand one thing. This is not what they say it is. By meeting, we're testifying the government has no jurisdiction here. I was arrested and driven to a maximum security prison. The government has obviously uh, turned up the heat on churches. My daddy. <laughs> when the churches fall silent, the only religion left is the state. We needed to make a biblical statement because we always put ourselves under the authority of the Word of God. LA County threatened Pastor John MacArthur with jail time and arrest. We were going to be sued. They wanted Grace Church shut down. We wanted to go on the offensive and attack the health order as unconstitutional. This wasn't about health and safety. This was all about control and opposition to religious freedom. As the government gets more corrupt and more corrupt, snitches get 
rewards. Its totalitarian control has to increase. And you have to have a mask on. And as they shut down any attacks against them. This is not about freedom or personal choice. The last thing standing is going to be the church. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Retired Colonel Mike Ford was commissioned into the regular army as a second lieutenant of infantry upon his graduation from the United States Military Academy in 1980. Highly decorated during service, the medically retired Colonel Ford has become a contributor to various online publications such as Red State and American Thinker. He's now the CEO and managing editor for American Free News Network, where, coincidentally, you can see some of my articles. Ford speaks Russian and Spanish and is a licensed pilot with an instrument rating. I'd like to welcome back the Reckoning, our good friend, Colonel Mike Ford. Thanks, Timothy, for having me on. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm a little bit uh, perplexed, Mike. I don't seem to have gotten my invitation to Davos in the mail. Have you gotten your invitation? Probably not, because I think about a year or so ago, I wrote an article comparing a... Uh, the meeting at Davos to a convention of uh, supervillains. In fact, there was one in one of the, the later Daniel Craig Bond movies that showed all these uh, super rich folks sitting around trying to figure out how to uh, how to make all us plebes do what they wanted what they want us to do. And it kind of reminded me of Davos. So. Yeah, right. And it's coming again, Mike. They're now warning of disease X. They haven't identified disease X, but they know, Mike, it's going to have 20 times more fatalities than COVID-19. Isn't that amazing how they can determine the number of fatalities a disease is going to have before they even know what the disease is? Well, one of these days, there might they, they might want to determine how many fatalities that they're going to incur by continuing to violate people's rights. I mean, yeah. that's how that's <laughs> how Nicholas have... ended up in a basement, and that's how Mussolini ended up hanging from a lamppost. It's that that's simple. exactly right, and uh, and how uh, you know Puppy Ceausescu in uh, Romania ended up as dog food. So going from the uh, the ridiculous to the sublime here, did you see, you know, you're a licensed pilot. Did you hear the control tower in Denton, Texas, the conversation between the pilot and the air traffic controller in Denton, Texas? I, I have never heard anything that bad coming across an FAA channel any at any time, you know, now I'm not, you know, I only have 300 or so hours. So, you know, I'm not like you no know, multi thousand hours, but I've you know, been in, in and out of a few different places. You know, I've gone through the Atlantic control zone, Tampa, you know, Birmingham and, uh, yep. and out, out West in Texas. So, and, you know, even in the busy places like Atlanta, some of the nicest guys that you ever want to be, you know, even if you're flying an old beater, like I used to, you know, telling me all Cessna seven, you know, November seven zero nine nine zero Tango, you know, and oh, you're a, you're a Skylark, yeah. Well, I used to have one of them, and then you said, and here's how you got to get where you go. They never treat you nasty like that. I, she needs to be fired. Well, okay, she doesn't need to be fired. Always, pilot it is, is always it, right. <laughs> it, well, exactly. But it, and here's the thing: my dad was an ATC at the New York Air National Guard here, based in Syracuse. He was one of the boys from Syracuse, and he said he's never heard anything so ludicrous. He goes. How the hell did she get her job? Well, I think by the Karine Jean-Pierre tone of her voice and the arrogance 
that we can safely conclude she was one of the new DEI hires that they're so proud of in the in the piloting community. And what concerned me the most, Mike, it wasn't her arrogance. It wasn't even the fact that she made a mistake. She tried. She doubled down and told the pilot he was wrong. She Googled it because she Googled it. I, I was waiting. I really, really was hoping. I was hoping the pilot would come back and say, "Well, I looked it up on Wikipedia." <laughs> We're joking, but this is something that could potentially take a lot of human lives. We have incompetence running our civilian aviation system now that ain't the that isn't the only place let me uh it isn't but that's look as my dad said <laughs> as my dad said the the sign over the door on the way out to the flight line said takeoffs are optional landings are mandatory are mandatory that's exactly correct always make those two numbers equal once, once yeah once you pass through that door once you're in the air your life is literally in the hands of the pilot and the pilot is responsible for all the souls on board and he his life is in the hands of the air traffic controller uh, well how do we know has, that this woman just didn't know what a short roll was how do you know that she's not going to mistake uh, two blips on a on a radar screen and we're going to have a a mid-air exactly. collision of 737s over o'hare and those hurt those hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's uh, what did you say yesterday? It's the when, when acceleration and it's not that acceleration and velocity reach their maximum. It's that they return to zero over such a short distance. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> here, here's the thing here. It's the 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 uh, legal name or title is not pilot. The legal title is pilot in command. That okay, is correct. And that has that has legal ramifications. It's okay? just like and a little, captain on a ship at sea. That's correct. That is correct. And he can be held legally responsible, criminally responsible for his actions. That's exactly right. We're going to have more after the news. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio. This news just in TNT Radio News. Ready? Go, go, go. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has concluded his tour of the Baltic states with a visit to Latvia, continuing his efforts to secure additional support, particularly in the form of missiles, for Ukraine's strained air defense system. NATO members Turkey, Bulgaria, and Romania have agreed to enhance their collaboration in the Black Sea by conducting joint minesweeping operations. Hospitals across Ontario are experiencing a surge in patient numbers and longer waiting times, particularly in their emergency departments. Why not give TNT Radio a follow? We're on all major social platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's News Talk. TNT Radio. TNT Radio. Mike, all these DEI hire nightmare stories that we're seeing of uh, air traffic controllers and, and people in other areas of industry and commerce, it really all boils down to one thing, doesn't it? Yeah, competence. We are pushing aside competence, the ability to do the job, which is is actually much more than just a, a certain skill set. There's also some human factors involved. But it all comes down to competence. Here's what I'd like to do here. Walk with me a second. 
Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. Headline from CNN. Joe Biden's message to Vladimir Putin. The adults are back in charge. Hold that thought. What's the date on this rascal here? This is November 27th, 2020. Washington Post. The grown-ups are back in charge in Washington. The Biden team must combine their liberal values with fresh thinking. Let's see what we got here. Uh, ninth month is what? That's September, right? September 30th, 2021. Biden and the Border Patrol. So good to have the adults back in charge. What's wrong with those three pictures? The adults aren't in charge. There are no adults in charge. Let's look at the pinnacle of our national defense structure. Under Goldwater Nichols, they created a thing called the National Command Authority, and it's comprised of two people. The commander of chief, the president of these United States, and the sitting confirmed by Congress, SECDEF, Secretary of Defense. Orders go from the president through the Secretary of Defense, and then through the National Military Command Center, which is a communication center. It has no authority of its own. It goes out through there to what we call, used to call the SYNCs, Commander-in-Chiefs, the regional commands. We call them the COCOMs now, the, the uh, combatant commanders, like CENTCOM for Southwest Asia, SOUTHCOM for everything below Panama, or Panama and below, and then, you know, of course, UCOM, which is, you know, European command. So they go from the Secretary of Defense to those commands, you know, through the Military Command Center says, do this. Well, when we have someone who has retired as a four-star general, so who should know better, who has basically absented himself from his post and by all appearances has told nobody, he's violated the first thing you learn in basic general, uh, basic training, general order number one. I will guard my everything within the limits of my post and quit my post only when properly relieved. Well, the expanded version of that, when you're in a high, high ranking position, people have to know where you are at all times because they need a yes, no, or a, a left or right out of you. And that means the president, that's why you've got a guy walking around with what they call the football following the POTUS around. It can never be more than 15 seconds from him. That's the same thing with the secretary of defense. He has a, a, a military officer walking around with a rucksack in his back on his back that has communication stuff that can tie him into anything in the world. And he absented himself from his post and his deputy didn't even know it. That's a crime. And that's a lack it of confidence. Is a crime. And that's the type of thing that, that's going on. Well, there's another word we're lacking these days, and it's judgment. I knew a guy who was a carrier pilot, and I have just infinite respect for carrier pilots because those guys do something that that no sane human would voluntarily exactly. do. Yeah, the sanity is the word you're looking for. Yeah, there. <laughs> exactly. But Norm rose through the ranks, and he was an overnight XO on his ship, executive officer, for those that don't know. And the captain went back to his quarters and was sound asleep, and an incident occurred with a night landing. And Norm was able to handle the incident, take care of everything, not a problem. And still, he lost his job the next morning. Why? Because he hadn't awakened the captain. the captain. 
to tell him about the incident for everything that that boat does. And the captain reminded Norm of that as he was relieving him from duty. And he said, it doesn't matter that you handled it all by yourself. You showed excessively poor judgment in deciding to allow me to sleep in rather than come back to the bridge. Yeah, he was writing checks on his boss's checking account. That's exactly right. And that's exactly what uh, Austin did there. He wrote checks on the president's account. Not that I'm a big fan of Biden, but the bottom line is that he's still the president of the United States. It, well, like look, I said, a guy follows him around with the football. But what are our enemies going to make of this now, though? We have an incompetent who can't control his bowels, much less the military apparatus at the one end of Pennsylvania Avenue. And across the, the river, we've got a guy who unfortunately now has prostate cancer. Nobody is wishing Lloyd Austin ill in his personal medical health. Uh, but he needs to he needs to be recalled to duty and court-martialed is what he needs. He needs to yes. not be getting a kiss in the mail from the Department of Defense as a four-star, and he needs to be relieved as Secretary of Defense. He does. There, there, there's a couple things we need, we need to look at here. Um, one, let's talk about what our enemies think. Our, 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 uh, our, our large-scale competitors, and we're talking mostly China and Russia, and to a lesser extent, the uh, little rocket boy over there, they have intelligence agencies. And one of the significant things those intelligence agencies do is keep book on the senior leadership of the U.S. military. Why? Because it's just like chess. You know, you have the, the, the powerful pieces and you need to know what's going on with those powerful pieces. And we did the same thing. The Central Intelligence Agency used to used to screen, you know, those pictures of uh, of uh, the, the May Day parades in, 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 yes. in uh, Moscow. OK, they looked yeah, at those was, pictures to see if guys were stooping or how they hailed themselves. It was, yeah, a it was whole, criminology. Oh, he's not. Yes, he's looking exactly. a little green alert around the gills. Maybe he's not going to be long for this world. Yeah, we had we had a significant operation that would try to evaluate because it was so cryptic. We didn't have assets on the ground or all that's taken into effect in, in, in war gaming exercises. All that's taken effect when you want, whether or not you decide you want to launch something on, on somebody. And and that's what's going on with it. And what I'm wondering now though, is if it really matters because we have a television station here in the United States that's licensed by the FCC. So it is well within federal control to end this practice. They have one of their live cams stationed outside their studio, and guess where it's pointed? 24-7. At the end of the runway at Peterson Air Force Base. All they have to do is monitor that live cam to know the status of our assets at Peterson at any moment. Well, that, yep, that's true. That's true. You you could almost, you know, that one's low-hanging fruit. You, you might could do something about that, but you... you they have other ways to get, get into it just, just as easily. Right. But, but what, what I'm saying is we've we, become so lax. We've become so slack. Do you know if you go on Google, do you know if you go on Google Earth, Mike? You go to Paris and try to look at the uh Elysee Palace, the French Prime Minister's residence in Paris, right by the Louvre. It, it's all digitized out. It's all it's all digiscrambled, the entire area. We don't do that. The French actually, you know, the French are the butt of every military joke ever told, right? They're referred to as surrender monkeys and, you know, endless jokes about the French constantly losing 
military engagements after Napoleon, right? Oh, and then they got invaded by Germany. Well, the French care more about their prime minister's security than we care about the presidents, than we care about our military base. Why, why am I able to go and do a Google Earth search of all of our military bases? It's absolutely unbelievable. Believe it or not, it really doesn't tell you all that much. You know, now what it will tell you, what it will tell you if you have real time satellites. See, the, the, the good thing about good thing defense wise about Google, Google search, it's not real time. It's not real time satellite. That's stuff. true. That is true. Okay. So, so the only, the only, the only thing, you know, an overhead satellite shot really gives you, you know, in, in real time is things like alert status. You know, if you fly over, uh, um, was it, uh, where did, um, where did George Bush land that, um, out West there on, on, on nine 11, uh, it, it was a B 52 base. Um, you know, if you, uh, if you do a satellite fly over there and you see, uh, you know, you see empty, empty. Yeah, I thought he area. was down in Louisiana. Yeah. It's, um, um, Barks, Barksdale. Barkswell. Uh, Barksdale. Yeah. 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 Okay. You fly by, fly over that, and you see, you know, there's there's no B fifty twos there. Well, then something's going on, you know. But uh, but but a lot of that, it, it that's not the that's not the 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 long pole in the tent, as they say. The big thing is the lack of seriousness about what the real job is. And you know, we're going back to competence. You know, mm -hmm. they are they are so. It's all about the emotion of we want to do this. If you listen to uh, you know uh, Secretary Austin, he's an intensely private person. Well, guess what, bucko? And I'll say that to his face, sir. You don't. You lost all your privacy the minute you put that green tab on as a company commander. Okay? Exactly. And that was back when you were a captain. Sorry, no privacy. You're the man. Yeah. You know when 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 you have a six, you know which is the uh, the uh, the numeric for a, a commander at whatever level. You know if you have a six stamped on your derriere, that means you lose all your pri privacy. And when you're the Secretary of Defense, the number two in the chain of command, then you don't get privacy. Sorry. Okay. Your boss needs to know that you're capable. And the fact that he, your boss or somebody on that staff, didn't know that you were incapable of doing your job, and nobody was there by all by all reports, nobody was there to step into it. That's a problem. That is serious. That's more serious well, than satellite overflights. It's an incredibly serious problem, Mike, but I don't think they see it as a problem because they don't see the military as, as projecting our national interests, projecting force around the world to protect our national interests. They see the military is just a convenient way to run their little social uh, engineering experiments, and that's got to right. end, too. You're well, listening to Reckoning on TNT Radio. When the world's endangered animals need help most, when their lives are at greatest risk, when they would otherwise be lost. The International Fund for Animal Welfare is there, taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. But the danger to animals the world over is growing, and the need for your help has never been more urgent. On land, you'll help stop poachers from threatening and killing elephants and big cats for the illegal wildlife trade. In the oceans, you'll help rescue dolphins, whales, and seals from deadly hazards. And you'll help rescue, rehabilitate, and release vulnerable animals when disasters strike. Here at home and around the world, we can't do this work without you. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org.
eggs. You can fry them, scramble them, poach them, boil them or race them on a spoon. But uncooked eggs can be a risk for food poisoning. To be safe, avoid buying dirty or cracked eggs. Always wash your hands after handling eggs. And if you're concerned, pregnant, elderly or have a poor immune system, make sure you cook eggs until the yolk starts to firm. Or look for new pasteurised eggs. For excellent eggs, handle them safely. Welcome to The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. You know, Mike, with regard to your point about the left touting the the grown-ups are back in charge, as if Trump were some toddler throwing a temper tantrum, we've never had a more adult president since Ronald Reagan than Donald Trump. I mean, look how quickly he got America back to low-priced gasoline, energy independence for the first time in the last 60 years. The economy was roaring. Until they derailed him with the scamdemic, things were humming along just fine, which we believe is why we had to have the scamdemic. The idea, the arrogance, though, of these incompetents, because every single one of them, up and down the line, name your cabinet secretary, they're incompetent. And they've got an incompetent as the spokes idiot that gets up every day, Karine Jean-Pierre, who's a clear check the box DEI hire because she has neither the talent nor the knowledge to do the job. And that's the that's the government now. That's who we have running things here. It's like a preschool at recess. It's absolutely obscene that they think that they're the grown-ups. Well. It's Democrat. It's typical Democrat. Democrats are going to Democrat. And, you know, you've heard of, you know, choosing form over substance with Democrats. It's feeling over substance. We have to save the planet. We need EVs. Well, guess what? The car makers are going broke trying to produce the things. The the uh, rental car companies, you know, can't stay in business. So they got to get rid of them. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to go I'm ahead and about hit. something, though. There, there's that? something I'm worried about. And I reported this last week. A friend of mine tipped me off that insurance companies, especially the large reinsurance companies, right? The the Gallagher's, the members of Lloyd, the the right. foreign uh, the insurance companies. No, they're not the brokers. These are the reinsurance people. These are these are the people that when you buy a policy from Progressive, Progressive doesn't cover that that policy. They they sell it to a reinsurance company. Okay, all right. And the reinsurance companies are the big ones that really bear all the risk. Right. They're actively they're actively wargaming, Mike, situations where they won't insure internal combustion engine vehicles. They're going to try the the world governments are going to try to force people into EVs by denying them access to insurance products. And states are going to do it by denying registrations. Right? You can register the vehicle as an antique for a museum. We can give you an antique plate, but it won't be good to drive on the road. That's what they're thinking about. That's what they're planning to do. So this isn't pie in the sky stuff. This isn't conspiracy theory stuff. They're actually doing these studies right now. We need to derail them. Well, have you watched the progressive commercial where they talk about the little doodad that they put in your uh, in your uh, in your in your vehicle um, um, electronic port? That's oh, the yeah. same thing. And you heard it here first. Here's how this is going to work. You put that in there and they give you a discount 
or being a safe driver, right? And that's how it'll work for a while. And then pretty soon you have to have it in there in order to get the regular, regular price. There's no discount. It's just the regular right. price. And then if you don't have it in there, then you have to pay a premium. And then after a while, they will not insure you if you don't have it in there. And that will be the three stages they go through. And you heard it here first. And for people who think that that's crazy, just consider how quickly we went from get the jab and get a burger and fries, get the jab and get a free donut, get the jab and get a lottery ticket for a chance to win a million dollars to get the jab or lose your job, lose get your the job. jab or leave the military, get the jab or be locked down forever. Yeah, they've done it before. We know that they will not hesitate to do it again. You're exactly right. But, you know, back to incompetence, we keep going, you know, like I said, it's it's feelings over substance. You know, Donald Trump was bad. Nobody respected him. Well, of the last four presidents, only one did not cede territory to Vladimir Putin, and that was Trump. Every one of them else right. has ceded territory. And now, and people like I say, the respect, old And people didn't respect Donald Trump. I like to refer them to a little thing called the Abraham Accords. Do you know what happened in the United Arab Emirates this December? The UAE, a Muslim state, a theocracy, lit a menorah in solidarity with its Abraham Accord partner, Israel. Yes. That is significant. And of course, New York Times, Washington Post, all the major television stations, none of the networks would carry it. Nobody knows that story. And yet it happened. And the criminals and the criminals in the Biden State Department are doing their best to undermine that each and every day. They're, That's they're, right. they're tearing, they are tearing apart the biggest advance to Middle East peace since Ronald Reagan. Because these people don't want peace. They want constant war. That's how they that's how they stay in country club memberships and limousines, and that's how they stay in power. That's part of it. There's a part of them that wants to see Israel destroyed. I mean, well, we're watching I them out there. Right. Protesting. Yeah. They're out there. They're out there in the streets right now. These are Democrats out there protesting in support of a bunch of animals that shot an infant in her crib, and they 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 raped and mutilated a young lady and twisted her thigh out of the socket like you would a piece of uh, chicken wing from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Those are the people the Democrats are out in the streets supporting. That's absolutely true, and you know. I read a good book recently, Mike, and it's actually not one book. It's a library of books between between uh, two hard covers. And there's a book in there called Zechariah. And there's a part of Zechariah where he says the, the nations of the world will be gathered against Israel. And what's he going to do? Their flesh will be consumed while they stand on their feet. Their eyes will be consumed in their eye sockets. Their tongues will be consumed in their mouth. Sounds an awful lot like a uh, conflagration to me, perhaps a nuclear conflagration, but the message is clear. <laughs> yeah, the message is clear. Go against Israel, you're going to lose. I mean, how many times do these people need to lose attacking Israel in order to get the message? It's kind of like we're watching a recurrence of Groundhog Day over and over again. Well, you know, if they were smart, they wouldn't be Democrats. I guess this is right. What else you got for us, Mike? 
just nothing but abject admiration for your the way what you're doing and i appreciate you uh bringing me on and i appreciate you providing good uh good uh, written content to afnn.us well thanks i was going to say we we greatly appreciate all the wonderful work you're doing at america free news network afnn.us go there check out all the great articles and uh we we have some fun too don't we mike Oh, indeed we do. In fact, we're looking forward to some next month. We'll get together. Uh, and speaking of uh, people that drive airplanes off and on uh, aircraft carriers, we'll get to hang out with uh, one of my buddies uh, next month that, that used to do that. Um, he's, he lives over near Atlanta, but he'll he'll be on the Zoom meeting with us, smoking some deployment cigars and, and drinking all the bourbon we can swill. That's great. You're referring, of course, to our uh, President's Washington and Lincoln birthday virtual deployment celebration it's going to be a lot of fun february 19th you can go to deploymentbrands.com and get the information on that what we do is we we send kits out with this will be a bourbon tasting so you're gonna get four different bourbons you get a couple cigars to sample and uh, we got a special surprise this time a nice little sweet we usually provide some lift chocolates from our friend out in colorado who was a, a heavy lift helicopter pilot in the military and and decided to follow his passion after he separated and he became a top flight chocolatier so check out lift chocolates as well uh but we have fun we get on a zoom call and we smoke cigars rudy giuliani's been on uh cv Payne, charles Payne. we have uh, politicians come in and out it's it's a lot of fun and uh there's some good natured banter and I'm looking forward to your pilot friend talking to our distinguished Flying Cross awardee, Art Cole. Oh, Colonel Cole. Yeah, I think uh, Colonel Cole and uh, and Commander Lindsay will hit it off. Of course, you you can always tell when two pilots are talking, even if you can't hear them, because you look across the room and they're doing this, you know, with the hands. And you know, yep. there I was. I was I was inverted. You know. <laughs> Weren't you the guy that was six inches from that MIG? Yeah, I was inverted. <laughs> yeah, which, That's by it. the way, which, by the way, I've got to say that Top Gun, the the sequel, I didn't think they'd even come close to the original, but I thought that was one of the best sequels ever, even though even good. though the battle scene at the end was completely ludicrous. I mean, imagine finding an F-16 and oh, all we got to do is push the button and it works. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was a little bit of credibility there, but yeah, the movie was good. It was well, it was well done. It wasn't, you know, movies like that are supposed to be a little cheesy, but it wasn't, right. uh, you know, I didn't see any woke stuff in there. It was just, a, you know, it was just good, clean, you know, you know, manly action hero fun. So, and if you enjoy watching pilots do their thing, the flight sequences were amazing. Those they were those stunt pilots are unbelievable. Yep, you got to have a lot of good situational awareness and. Not only good situational awareness, but uh, excellent reflexes, it's tremendous eyesight, athleticism. You know, I think about that every time I see the Blue Angels or one of the other uh, precision air teams. They're literally 12 to 18 inches wing to wing and performing complex timed maneuvers, especially that that uh, stepwise roll where they go 90 degrees, 90 degrees, 90 degrees, 90 degrees, and all in sync, all going at hellacious speed and all staying in tight formation. 
it just it it boggles my mind how someone could be that talented. It, it's it's a level of professionalism that's just way over and above anything else. A friend of mine took me up flying. I hadn't I hadn't had my hands on an airplane in in over ten years, and we checked out a. Uh, and you had a 182 and I got to do the takeoff and, and it was good. I kept it more or less lined up with the runway, like I said, more or less. But, you know, the difference between, you know, what I do, a commercial pilot does, and then these guys that do the Top Gun stuff or the Blue Angels and all that. I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It is. And, and here's the thing, right? You see Tony Hawk do an amazing skateboard trick or you see, I love watching the, the pipeline competition with the with the uh, snowboarders in the Olympics, and you see these these kids going down and taking air and doing all sorts of of twists and spins and everything, and and you know the thousands of hours of practice it took to master those moves and the falls that they took while they were practicing. Well, you don't get that leeway when you're practicing in a precision flight team. Takes it takes a while to you have to kind of creep your way up to the edge and kind of know yep. know where it is. That's why they do a, a lot of training. One of the first things they teach you in uh, in, in in flight training is slow flight to the edge of stall speed, and and yeah. that's one of the, that's one of those things that, that was during my initial flight training. You know, I do it now; it's no big deal. But back then, it was that was the scariest part because you know when you do it in a one fifty two, when it stalls, it stalls right now. I mean, boom. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, um, and, and, but that's how you learn to control the aircraft right out there at the edge. And that's, uh, and when, and when you're doing it at a high performance aircraft, an F-16 or an F-18, that's just whole, I, I can't even see that level of competence from where I sit. It's just, it's, it's phenomenal. It's not only talent, but also a lot of just nerve hard work, hard yeah. work and well, repetitions and doing it right. Also, Dedication. also a lot of, a lot of intestinal fortitude, a lot of cojones. Those guys, oh, yeah. those guys Absolutely. really are brave. Yeah. Yep. And I know Mike, you're a native New Yorker. You're a native son of our beautiful empire state here. And you're a graduate of the United States military Academy at West point, but you're also now an Alabaman by choice. And so are the flags still at half staff down there in Alabama well, for Nick Saban's retirement? If you really want to read something, you need to read what, uh, which Sean of the South wrote about it. He says, yes, I heard somebody yell across the street that Nick Saban was retired. Somebody else popped out there. there. What? Turned out that a uh, an aircraft had to make an emergency landing at uh, Birmingham Shuttlesworth Airport because of that and and and, and turned the plane off. It, it, it's just a scream the way this guy wrote this up. But yeah, the, 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 there's dirges being played all the way up and down the street. It's terrible. It's terrible. And it's, cool. it, and it's wild Morning because it, it, it kind of took away the the thunder from bill belichick's re well resignation from the patriots but he's kind of intimating that he's coming back and they'll be he'll be on another nfl sideline soon i don't know if that's true but nick saban will be happy to see we're gonna have to leave it there mike thanks again for coming on folks go to uh, afnn.us that's alpha foxtrot november november uniform sierra <laughs> I'm Timothy Shea. This has been The Reckoning. Stay tuned on today's News Talk TNT for the Havorier Morant Show. Until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight. <laughs>